When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, a little Herb Smith Jr. And then we're going to go ahead and talk about another junior, Orlando Brown Jr., an offensive lineman. Huge offseason pickup for the Cincinnati Bengals. He moves to left tackle. Hear those conversations in the offseason. Jonah Williams, is he going to play right tackle? What What is that going to look like? And, you know, we've mentioned it a couple of times on this podcast because we could talk offensive linemen all day for the Cincinnati Bengals. And it really feels like that Orlando Brown Jr., he, he came into Cincinnati and he's really just embracing his role. And I really enjoyed watching that so far this offseason. Yeah, I'm doing the red stuff. Uh I haven't seen him eat Skyline, but I've seen him be, be given Skyline merchandise. Uh, but oh, you know, also, he's been around in the community and everything like that stayed here instead of going to the White House. He just seems like he is really embracing Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I would say that. And uh, he also was part of a great part of the schedule reveal with uh, the mayor. Yeah. Oh, man. As long as the the mayor was talking today, I'm going to say this really quickly. So as, as everybody knows, Taylor Swift is going to be playing at Paycor Stadium. It is connection to the Cincinnati Bengals because it's at Paycor. And the mayor was talking today for making a Taylor Swift day on Friday, which I'm excited. I'm going to the concert. But I was so afraid he was going to say something that he would regret when he was talking. Every single time he makes something. I feel like, some he, learned. Kind of I feel like he learned the lesson. That was a bad moment. But, yeah, I loved uh, Orlando Brown Jr. being a part of that. That was absolutely huge. Just really, really been fun to watch. But there was another thing. Um, I think he's great with the media. He did an interview with Anthony Munoz, and you could tell he sounded so excited to talk to Anthony um, just as a player, but also doing the podcast with him. And I and I really recommend listening to that. It's on the Dan Horde podcast. But he was on NFL Live yesterday, and he said this. And I think a lot of people had mixed feelings, and, and mostly the people that live in Kansas City. Uh, but for the most part, I really didn't think it was he was wrong when he said it, but I'm going to repeat the quote. He said, on blocking for Joe Burrow, now as opposed to having to play in a lot more space with guys on my edge, guys have got to rush through me because Joe isn't necessarily at 12 and a half or 13 yards on certain drops. He's going to be about seven and a half getting the ball out. And if you go to this tweet from Twitter, you see some of the quote tweets. And for the most part, a lot of people are like, oh, no, he's bashing Patrick Mahomes. How dare he? He left Kansas City and he's talking bad about him. He, he just needs to get over it. I didn't take it as a negative thing on Patrick Mahomes. They're different style of quarterbacks when they're out there. And that's going to be different for Orlando Brown. I want you to break down that quote and explain what Orlando Brown was saying. Okay, so I watched it. I watched the segment, which was longer than the quote. And I always love Partial quotes, you know, <laughs> it's not the full thing because he even makes it more clear that this is not a Patrick Mahomes bashing type thing when he talks about how some of this is by design. 
that Patrick's going to be that deep and the Bengals don't go that deep. The Bengals like to run more quick game, three-step drops from the, the shotgun, whereas the Chiefs will go for shot plays, five-step drops, sometimes even a seven in there or play action and a deep drop and a deep set. And that's where he's supposed to be, but that's harder on the tackle because he's so far deep, but that's also how they get explosive plays because Patrick Mahomes can throw that ball 75 yards or whatever and it doesn't matter how deep he is in the pocket so I do think Patrick has had in his past the tendency to drift backwards in the pocket and kind of fall back fall back and uh, end up creating some issues for himself but he's also gotten better at it every year so I think it's something he knows that he needs to get better at similar to how Burrow may have taken too many sacks compared to the pressure trying to do too much etc not playing perfectly on time always and he's gotten much better at that, where he's not taking those sacks. So I think we have to give credit where it's due. At the same time, if you want to take the Orlando Brown comment as a Patrick Mahomes, uh, he goes so deep in the pocket and Burrow stays perfectly up high in the pocket. Okay, uh, I, I guess it's true. There's pros and cons for any quarterback, of course. I do think that a lot of this was scheme related and that gets completely thrown out of the window because in this age of media, it is very much a let's get clicks. Let's, uh, you know, let's drive up the interest in this. It's not interesting to talk about five step drops versus three step drops or quick game, et cetera. It's interesting to talk about Mahomes. He sets pretty deep, doesn't he? Is it by design? We're not going to put that part in there. Uh, So that's a little bit of it, but also he's not wrong about tendencies too. And, uh, I think sometimes even Burrow might stay a little too tight to the front end of the pocket, especially with guys out. And now you've got Volson and an injured Karras and uh, Sharping up there. Maybe, maybe you want to drop a little, a little extra and yes, please. give the interior a little, a little space there. But I think it goes both ways at the end of the day, whether it's scheme or quarterback tendency. Yes. Burrow does, not drop as deep into the pocket and the ball comes out quicker. That is both from tendency and scheme. I'm just going to reiterate that. It is not specifically Burrow so smart that he always gets the ball out well before uh, dummy Patrick Mahomes. It's like, no, Mahomes is also a smart quarterback. He is taking these deeper drops. It's by design that ball's not coming out super quick. Now, if one of these websites, which we have enough issues getting them to reliably track when the ball comes out, so probably not, but if it could be tied to the quarterback footwork, I think that would be really cool. Like the quarterback takes a three-step drop and how quick is the ball out? Five-step drop, how quick is the ball out? Because that might actually tell you a little bit more than what it's telling you right now with just snap to throw uh, timing. But I don't think we're going to get that anytime soon. I do think that Orlando is correct in that he won't be playing as much space. What does the Bengals uh, offense then challenge an offensive tackle with more power and the inside? So you have to stay correct inside and you can't get rushed through. And that is a little bit of something that Jonah Williams struggled with at times where he could get bull rushed and he could give up the inside sometimes. I think Orlando Brown does a better job of forcing his guy to the outside. But Jonah does a better job when guys try to go around the outside, I think. So it won't. But as we've just talked about with everything, you can kind of turn the gears and see – it doesn't matter as much. It doesn't matter as much if he gets beat around the outside if Burrow's higher in the pocket. It matters if he gets beat through him or to the inside, which Orlando Brown doesn't typically give up. Not going to say it'll never happen. It does happen mm-hmm. to everybody. But when you're 360 pounds or whatever, ginormous, it's hard to go through you. 
And he does a good job of staying inside out. I think a better job than Jonah does. But Jonah might be the right tackle. So don't poo-poo it too much on that side. Uh, I think Collins also was a reason he didn't give up as many sacks, despite, I think, not playing super well, was he would force guys to the outside. He couldn't sustain his blocks and he would kind of dive at them, but he wouldn't give them the inside that often or let them run him over. I think with the way the Bengals offense is operating and the way Burrow likes to operate, that is the way that you want to give up pressure around the outside like that, if you're going to give it up at all. And like Orlando talked about, that helps him. Uh, guards makes their life a little harder because he's tight. He's tight to the top of the pocket. You got you, you got to keep a firm interior. He's like, welcome to the league again, Cordell Bolson. <laughs> You know, um, but but yeah, you know, that quote, I, I should say this, it was tweeted by a Kansas City media member. So it's going to oh, be even better. Okay. It makes sense why there was only a certain clip of that. And and you, you hear more people and you you mentioned it. You're the first one to mention it because I didn't see the whole clip. And you said, you know, you got to watch the whole thing. And and even if you look at that and you, you see what he said, it's not anything to to bash Patrick Mahomes. You hear Patrick Mahomes talk about Orlando Brown Jr. I mean, he had a really great quote interview um, a couple weeks ago just about, oh, man, we lose him to, to Cincinnati. That's a bummer for us, but I'm glad he's in a good situation. Um, and you're not going to hear Orlando Brown say anything bad about Patrick Mahomes. That's absolutely silly. We can agree. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. I, I mean, I think overall we, we could say that it's no, nothing surprising or crazy. Even Joe Burrow talked about it. Was he happy to yeah, say Burrow it? He was agreed. like, oh, man, he, he's the best yeah, he's like, he's the best right now. Like, that's, that's, I think we can all agree on that. This isn't anything bad. I just, there's this criticism with Orlando Brown Jr. And I just don't understand it because, I mean, I know how people feel about Pro Bowl voting and everything like that, but he went to the, he's a four time Pro Bowler. He's been pretty good in his NFL career. 12 months ago, the team that he was just on wanted to sign him to a very, pricey contract and I'm glad it played out for Cincinnati. I, I still feel like it's an upgrade in their situation at the left tackle. I remember we were recorded a podcast the next day when they signed him and we're like, Oh, okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about everything. Orlando Brown jr. What does that mean? Is he better than Jonah Williams? Is this an upgrade? I, I do. I think so. You mentioned Jonah Williams when you were talking about him early on. Is there anything else that really stands out about Orlando Brown jr. That's going to be an extreme positive for the left side. Yeah, I think that Orlando Brown is somebody that can actually displace, move defenders. Um, a lot of the NFL, this is not a knock on Jonah Williams. This is a lot of NFL offensive linemen. They're able to get leverage and they're able to win their blocks that way. And you're you're trying to win a strategic stalemate almost for most offensive linemen. You know, you're trying to get, I'm going to get my hips and butt over here so that I create a hole with the center going the opposite way or the guard, whoever going the, I'm thinking center because I, this is also what I had to do when I was playing. I was 180 pound left guard. I was not moving guys very much. So I would get hold point and be able to get my hips in a certain way so that I create a hole. It's not because I'm blasting the guy and moving him that way. It's also why I didn't love run blocking. I couldn't move guys. <laughs> um, but Orlando Brown does more than that. Uh, I think Howard Mudd had a great quote on this. Uh, the late Howard Mudd, uh, who was the offensive line coach for the Colts when Manning was there and a lot of other teams. But he said, basically, we don't all have Larry Allen. You know, if you have one of those, that's great. Uh, most of us are trying to, you know, just win 
I can't remember if he called it a stalemate or whatever. I like to think of a strategic stalemate. It's just getting in position. Getting in position is winning and getting leverage. But Orlando Brown is very, very strong. He's very, very big. He doesn't he doesn't need to just win leverage. He moves guys. I think that's the big part of this. You know, your solo blocks is what I'm talking about here. Double teams, you'll you're hopefully moving guys with double teams, but with your solo blocks. Orlando Brown will move a guy. He'll move him where he doesn't want to go, exert his will on the defense and be able to push them and create a hole that way. Doesn't just have to win his leverage and create a hole by not giving up ground. Um, I think that's something that's kind of rare. It's not so rare that he's the only one in the league that can do it. I mean, when you're talking about like Trent Williams and Teron Armstead and all those guys, yeah, they're able to do this too. But this is something that's extremely valuable. He's not a he's not an extremely good mover product of being huge but he is able to move defenders really well and i think that's something that's going to be added to the Bengals' rushing attack is the right side was able to do that a little bit alex cap is really very strong uh when law collins is healthy and you just ask him straight ahead he's still moving guys when he's you know blocking straight ahead especially double teams with kappa and things like that but they didn't have that on the left side so much. Volson and Jonah and Karras basically all strategic stalemate type winners on the offensive line. Whereas Orlando Brown, he's a mover. He he will move guys. So there'll be there'll be some highlights of him taking defenders where they don't want to go and creating some openings for the running backs. I think that's something where you could run you could run a lot of different stuff now to either side because you either have Orlando Brown on one side who's going to help Volson be a better run blocker just by virtue of working those double teams with him. And on the other side, could Jonah be a better run blocker when he's working with Kappa because Kappa is more experienced, Kappa is stronger than Volson. And I think now maybe you could run whatever you want to either side, you know, that double team should move a defender either way and uh, be able to run left or right. But if I'm, if I have one run play to, you know, get three yards i'm going to find a way to just get behind orlando brown and let him try to move somebody for me when people get down on the orlando brown jr signing it's mostly outside of cincinnati i always think i'm like did you watch joe burrow's offensive line over the his whole entire career in cincinnati this is this i mean him to have a little bit of time because he does get rid of the ball really quickly which is awesome uh but i, I think this is if they can stay healthy, it is Joe Burrow's best offensive line that he's had in Cincinnati. And that is so huge because this offense does feel like it's just getting started. Yeah, I uh, I think that this is it's all it's all great. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I oh, think great. there's I think there's stuff that's negative with Brown, but I think he's a good fit for the Bengals offense. And I, I think that the Bengals really with the way they've constructed their offensive line need more Orlando Brown looking guys than they do uh, guys who are smaller and can run really well. I, th I think that's what they wanted originally. And mm -hmm. that's even probably what they wanted when they drafted Jonah Williams. But as the scheme has evolved, become more downhill at you type runs and trying to really drive guys forward. I think you want big hogs <laughs> doing that. You don't want little guys that are, more zone based trying to do that and for jonah williams credit he keeps putting on weight and looks like good weight so maybe this is the year he he 
fully ascends at right tackle. He's gotten bigger. Maybe he can handle those bull rushes and he can move defenders. He's going to show the Bengals like this is what you're going to be missing when you didn't pay me. Uh, and I think we should be rooting, we should be rooting for that, right? <laughs> like yeah. we should be rooting for him to get big, strong, and to have a great year at right tackle because. That's better than Wait a minute. That's my opinion. You know they pay tackles. You know they pay tackles. <laughs> I, don't think they will. I don't think they'll pay both tackles. It's too much of a like, hey, you gotta move you, he wants to move on. It won't happen because of everything that is. I don't even know. Because when you listen to him talk, it sounds like he still well, he still loves the coaching staff and his, you know, teammates, front office. I'm not sure if that's hundred percent because they never called him about <laughs> They still haven't <laughs> called him to talk to him. Uh, so that part's not great. But everything else, he does seem genuinely excited. I do think there's probably more damage there than he lets on. And he probably mm-hmm. wants to move on. That's also probably why the trade request came out. But then find yeah. out market's not as big as you thought. Or maybe he didn't want to go to some of those places that were interested. I don't know. Although they sound like Jacksonville was interested, but then Anton Harrison fell to them. A whole thing. But end of the day... I don't know of a scenario that they pay Jonah Williams. I mean, maybe, maybe if he is like a top three right tackle and you're not talking about a long-term payment here, but and this is a big jump. If he just jumps up to being (laughs) Penny Sewell, like do you just tag him? If you've got the T deal in place, that would be my thought is, yeah, you could, if he's that good, that's the one way I see him on the team next year. But otherwise, I'm kind of like, all right, uh, we'll see you. Could, you. could you imagine? I hope we're having that conversation during the season. I hope we are talking about Jonah Williams having a career year. Uh, that would be absolutely amazing at the right tackle position. But, hey, we'll see what happens when we get there. A little more to talk about in the offseason for the Cincinnati Bengals before they get to training camp next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.